Okay, that is my new theme song. Okay. <laughs> I just had that is Wale. Uh-huh. And it's Sue Me. Yeah. And I think he's on tour right now. I yeah. really want to go see him. It's like S-U-E, Sue Me. Sue Me. Yes. He's <laughs> Sue Me. It's a really great song. Okay. Yes. And that's Jabisa's new anthem. That it is. It is. Sue Me. Every, every, he don't even say everybody. He said everybody. Everybody. I don't even say that. Everybody. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, can I say that? That's not, can I say that? Anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Banter with Jabisa and Tracy. Or Banter with Tracy and Jabisa. Welcome, everyone. It is Friday, February the 21st, 2020. The year is just chugging along. Wow. And we are here to um, talk to you a little bit on, with another one of our episodes. All right, so I'm gonna start with um since we listened to Wiley, I'm gonna start with Tiny Desk, which is my mm-hmm. new thing. If you have not watched NPR's Tiny Desk, have you been watching them yet? No, okay. I've only watched the two. No, no actually, just the, the one, one that, that I sent that you. you sent yeah, me. okay. Mm-hmm. Then. But um, Tiny Desk, which is okay, I find this really funny because NPR is the National Public Radio mm-hmm. um, program that they have, which is part of um, well, it's. It's um, SCE is local and NPR is national. Mm-hmm. And so NPR has, um, and it used to be like a tiny desk contest. And so people would compete musically and they would feature them on this little tiny desk. So it was like this office area and they would perform. And so it's mm-hmm. all live performances with real musicians and mm-hmm. background singers and what have you. Mm-hmm. But it's funny to me, like they had Lizzo on tiny desk. Yes. They have her on tiny desk. So you have a lot of really um, um, current black artists and a lot mm-hmm. of people that you may not know on there but there's it's i was telling tracy there's so much music out there so much good music out there yes. um and so i'm just enjoying i am just really enjoying um tiny desk so wale's um did his um show on there and he's he's saying that and i was like he said <laughs> he said i for everything everything that's black i was like i am for everybody yeah. that's black that's right <laughs> Everybody that's black. Your coach is black. I'm shooting for your team. <laughs> yeah. The black quarterback, I'm, I'm running for you I'm guys. Like, yep. you, you, Me too. I do that now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do that now. So, um, so, so while they just set it to music. <laughs> <laughs> Always been that way. Always been that way. What Steve Harvey said, it's okay to vote for President Barack Obama because he's, he's black. black. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people will leave. Yes, I'm good. But I had his qualifications down, but you know, because so he black. No, I have no but done. if he was an idiot, we would not have voted for him. You know what? I don't know, Tracy. You think? <laughs> well, you know what? Well, I don't know. You that was a long time ago. Yeah, but that was that was pre forty five. But we, had, I mean, let's be honest. Bush was no no. Um, no, nope. he was no shining star. He wasn't. Nor was Reagan. No, no. Reagan was an actor mm-hmm. who looked mm-hmm. good in his time, mm-hmm. and they parlayed that into um, a, a whole presidency. Mm-hmm. So yes, I think if he had been. An idiot, an imbecile. He wouldn't have made it that far. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have got that far. He so he, he had he could be nothing but great. He exactly. He was great. He exactly. could be nothing but great. So yeah. anyway, so that's my new thing. So check out Tiny Desk. Support the artists. Um, you'll be amazed at. Um, there's Vintage Babies, the other one. Vintage mm-hmm. Baby. I love them now. They're my new favorite group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but check out Tiny NPR's Tiny Desk. Um, and then I wanted to. I was telling Tracy. And it just kind of occurred to me when we were in, I, I did share this, when we went to New Orleans, we took a tour of a plantation and it was given, 
the the guide gave us a tour from and she kept saying the term enslaved mm-hmm. and it just kind of dawned on me and, and i i know because it's black history month and I, I work with kids but i have been also using that term enslaved mm-hmm. and i i recognized and realized that it is um it is a way to recognize and acknowledge that um people were not slaves their being was not a slave right but they were enslaved, which means that they mm-hmm. were in a, in a position in which they had no choice. Right. Right. And I think that's really important that we change that important term. distinction, yes. Yeah, that we mm-hmm. change that term from a slave to enslaved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know when that change will be made. Uh, we went from black to African-American. They had a meeting. We missed it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we were African-American. African-American yes, so, I remember that. Um, Are we black again? We, I think we could be both. Okay, good. I I, well, I'd be black because people still do say black because yeah. African American is so drawn out. And I told Teresa, which <laughs> she found very funny, you all might not. But <laughs> that's the term white people use to make us think that they think that we're Americans. So, yes. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> they don't consider us Americans, really. So, they, they just say black, you know, African American. Black Americans. I don't know what they say, yeah. actually. I don't need, You know what? I don't know. And no, some no, of, no, they say African American. They do say because they, they say, think it's politically correct. Yeah. They do yes. say it's, it's Asian Americans because they just, they just try to make us all feel like they, they want us to think that they think that we're all Americans when we know that that's not what they think. Mm-hmm. No, we just here by halfway we got here. They just here. But so when you are talking about slavery, mm-hmm. think about changing that term from slave to enslaved. To enslaved. I, th- I think and that's just imperative that we, we change that narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, like that little song, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Let the term enslaved begin with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I watched, what was it? Um, Mr. Iglesias and I came back talking about Latinx. See? So. <laughs> we learn. We just we are ever evolving. Alrighty. Okay, so the um my two cents today is um today is the fifty fifth anniversary of the assassination of Malcolm X. How old would he have been? That is a good question. He would have uh, been in the seventies? No, I think he'd have been older than that. He died when he was thirty eight. Yeah. So that was sixty five. 30, 90, 30, yeah, do the math. 50. Can do the math. Have to keep my he would have been in the 70s. In the 70s? No, because, well, well, could, late 70s. Like close to 80s. Close to 80s, okay. yeah. Cause, okay. Yeah. yeah. I can't. I can only imagine how. I don't know if they would have been disappointed at where we are now. Oh, honey. All that work, they would. They are, I'm telling you, they're technically rolling over in their graves. Yeah, okay, because he was a little, he was older than Martin Luther King Jr. No, they were about the same age. About the same age? Yeah, okay. they are about the same age. Martin was born in January. He was born in, it's on here. Wait, I got all this paperwork. Is it's it born April? in April. It just says 1925. It doesn't give it. He was born in April. Don't ask me why I know that. Okay, okay. so he was born in April. So he's just a couple months younger than. Then, um, yeah, they were, yeah. they're relatively close in age. Maybe okay. a year difference, if that much. But they died at the same age, though. They did. So if he was born nineteen twenty-five, from if he were alive today, he'd be ninety-five. Ninety-five, man. Uh-huh. We done some bad yeah, math yeah, in our head. Was, yeah. Okay. I told you I don't do math. Okay. <laughs> that was you. No, well, okay. I, apparently, I don't do it. Well. <laughs> I don't do it. <laughs> I, let me see. I don't put. I had to find my calculator on my phone. I couldn't even see it. Okay. But anyway, 
So it said that popped up like on the little, you know, your today in history thing. And so I looked at that and I was telling Tobias, I said, that's why I don't like trolling the internet because you go down a rabbit hole. So I was looking at all these things about Malcolm X, all these facts. Some of them I knew, some of them I didn't. What I didn't know is that his father, his parents were apparently black national, part of a black nationalist movement when he was very young, when he was a child. And so I'm, I'm guessing that had some influence in him but when he grew up you know he kind of went um, he was wayward yeah he was wayward that's it yeah. and most most kids are most teenagers yeah. are they were wayward he went to jail he straightened up and then he went back to the his foundation but anyway so his dad was um he followed marcus garvey and so i said well marcus garvey i've heard of marcus garvey but i don't know exactly in details about him so i looked up marcus garvey who was um credited for organizing the first important american black nationalist movement from 1919 to 1926, based in Harlem, New York. Now that, I I didn't know that he was, I really, I was telling Jabisa, I was, was like, they say black history is, we were slaves, Lincoln freed the slaves, and, and Martin Luther King. King. But Jabisa told me that Harriet Tubman was in between um, <laughs> slavery and Lincoln freed. <laughs> so, anyway, but that was my, that was pretty much my, knowledge base so i didn't realize that marcus garvey had started this movement in the early um, 1900s oh okay so um but he was not from here he was from jamaica and he organized these um associations the one universal negro improvement association the unia i knew that one and he started that in jamaica but it didn't get any traction so he bought it to the states and it blew up he was very good they say he was very charismatic he was smart self-taught and he had all these um black owned things like newspapers laundries grocery stores hotels and he was doing really well he the thing that was most impressive to me was he had an international convention in liberty hall and he had delegates present from 25 countries and that just blew my mind because that was back in the 1920, um, which, you know, women just were getting the right to vote. Yeah. And for a black man to But if you think to about do it, that, someone said, who, I can't remember, we were, I went, uh, was a speaker. And uh-huh. he said, his, his mother had said, we always talk about what segregation did for blacks, but what we don't talk about is what it what it did not do and how it it was damaging because mm-hmm. there were powerful black communities mm-hmm. where you had bankers so you would have organizations you had, you, yeah. you had bankers you had schools you know i think that notion that all the schools were poor and what have you i think yeah, that's incorrect that's wrong well it is now 45 things that all of us are poor well, okay yes. we can't okay we're, we're <laughs> i know hand, but, but but it's 2020 and there's the leader of the free world that thinks that that all black people are poor except like omarosa and ben carson the rest of us are poor are poor well we don't don't matter enough for him to even think about well we don't matter enough for us, him to think about but but so the, so some of the things that were lost mm-hmm. were those businesses mm-hmm. were those organizations yes were those schools mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, just think about the number of black teachers who lost their jobs. Right. When there was integration, nobody was integrating until we went to the That's white right. schools. Nobody the, the, only the kids, the teachers didn't go. The right. teachers didn't go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They didn't say, well, you know, we're going to take these. They did, they did not. Mm-mm. They did not. So you had, mm-hmm. a, you know, you had teachers who lost their jobs. You had doctors who yes. lost patients. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there, there were wonderful things. And my mom always speaks very highly of um integration because she says i remember that my husband sometimes it's like we need to be separated he goes mm-hmm. in his pro-black modes every now and then yeah. but there were things that we had mm-hmm. that we don't have so the idea yeah. of him the black having community this meeting, being really we were a tight-knit community because we yeah. were all we had we went to the black grocer the black barber you had your black teachers your your clergymen and you and they and everyone lived in the same community. Mm-hmm. So whether you whether you was the trash man mm-hmm. or the doctor, he might have lived down the street. Street from, from that's right, that's so, right. So mm-hmm. you know it wasn't that that big separation of of class because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you was, was all black. black. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the class you was in, the black class. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, I just learned out that about um, Marcus Garvey, and then you know he ended up. Um, going to jail <laughs> because he was he was a oh, brilliant sure, guy, you know. yes. But I don't know if he just I'm not sure if the power got to his head or if he was trying to do something right and just kind no, of went sideways. They, <laughs> they trapped him, they trapped, they entra- it was entrapment. There was entrapment. Well, him and you it, know, Jack Johnson went to jail too. The back, the boxer, yeah, they got him. So, oh, was it, what was his? Was it the white woman? He was with a white woman, the, too, yeah, but yeah. yeah, he went to jail. So yeah, things so. you shouldn't be fooled then, with. No, and, and, and you know what, people have not learned to this day. Not to do that. But anyway, so that was my um, foray down the rabbit hole today. I was just like, oh, it's the anniversary of Malcolm X's assassination. And then I got into all that. And I was exhausted by the time I finished. But it was very informational. Stuff that I'm I'm sure I should have known. I guess I should be embarrassed. I'm just admitting to y'all that I didn't. But now I do. Well, don't be embarrassed. Yeah, I really was. I said, I just did not know. I said, oh my gosh, you just don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know? Mm-mm. You and don't know. They don't teach it and to my, you. If we didn't, because my pa- mom, mom, my pet, because she was the one that mostly talked to us and took care of us, but she never did. Like, she talked about Martin Luther King Jr., but like, she was not going to be a martyr. She did not go sit at the counter. She was not that kind of person. She was very safe. My grandmother said, Mm-mm, we'll pray for him, but you're not going out there. <laughs> And so she didn't, you know, tell she didn't tell us that. It wasn't until she we were older, mm-hmm. and she, I guess, felt better or safer about it. Yeah, go, you know, pull, yes, black power. But yes, 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 but she, she didn't I, do it then. I don't think my my mom said there were things that she said. She mm-hmm. said I, when we were growing up, she always talked about my grandfather and um, his parents having to hide him when the Klan ran through town really she always talked Why? about because they, they were taking kill, black boys they, they would kill the kid yeah they would kill they would kill them really? so she said that her her um her grandfather's parents would take him out in the woods and hide when the really yeah she always talked about that so that was like back in moses time they were killing the well, babies not quite moses it was because he was born no, I'm just saying that's what in biblical times yeah, they were yeah, doing. Yeah. They were killing the yeah, yeah. boys. Is that what they were doing? They were, they were going. They were. They were. Do, they were. As far as they were concerned, it wasn't even a child. It really, was, it was a, you know. They were just just getting them and killing them so they wouldn't they grow could. up. Well, because they could. But Mama always said they would hide them. She mm-hmm. talked about that. She talked about they would hide them. She mm-hmm. talked about how um, 
they were gypped out of their land. Yes, that I believe that. That's a lot. That happened to a lot of people later. Uh huh. That um, her relative thought he was signing a promissory note, right? Because his son had been um, arrested and he was trying to get him out, out of, of jail. jail, right? And um, and he signed over the land. Uh-huh. And then it was only recently. This is within the last year. Or so my aunt was um down, and they were talking about um one of their relatives. They had him leave. Crowley because they knew if he stayed he would have been arrested because he talked too much. Really? And so they had him they moved him up north that what? it wasn't safe for him to stay in that and for him to stay in a Crowley because he wasn't wow. going Did he ever come back? I no, he always stayed up north. Wow. He always stayed up north. But he would be the one like you hit me, I'm gonna hit you back. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, so he wasn't gonna mm-hmm. bow he down. He wasn't doing no Uncle Tom and he yes wasn't sir, no sir. He wasn't gonna come to yes. you know abide by the customs and or the expectations. Yes. He wasn't so he was y'all's family Sophia. <laughs> What? What? Yes. Uh, I hit your ass back. But um, so, and that's only that the part about the relative being sent off uh, elsewhere was recent. But that mm-hmm. that's really all my mom ever said. She said yeah. she, rem- you know, she said they pretty much stayed on their side of town. Right. And the white stayed on theirs, mm-hmm. and so she never spoke of any. And at this point, she probably would, but she's never spoke of any, um, any. Unpleasant situations, but mm-hmm. she always said, she always said that her mom was not taken care of at the white hospital. Mm-mm. My grandmother said that too about my uncle. He died there mm-hmm. of something that would not kill you today, um, and that's why she didn't go. She had cataracts, and she was not. She never did get cataract surgery because she didn't trust him because they killed her baby. And my mom to this day mm-hmm. still doesn't. I mean, she'll go mm-hmm. begrudgingly though. Yes, yes. begrudgingly mm-hmm. like. The, out of pure desperation. Yes. Nothing else. <laughs> I have tried to I'm trying to my life. I have heard myself. Yes. I have probiotic. I have gone on the internet. I have web MD. Yeah. Okay, I will now so at my last resort. At my last resort. So you're literally my eighth opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even trust that one. Um, which is uh, you know, and, and my mom's not that old. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not that old, but she's had those experiences. But I do and they remember, do they do scar you and they form you. Yeah, they form you. Mm-hmm. But she said so. She married and um, moved overseas with my dad. And then had to come back for family emergency. And she said when she came back, that's when the segregation had ended. And she said she got on the bus mm-hmm. and she went to sit in the back and says, I don't have to sit in the back and when it sat up front. Wow. Yeah. But that's all that they really talked mm-hmm. about. They did. My mom didn't even talk. She used to like to go to the movies and she said that she would go and sit in the balcony mm-hmm. because that's where they could sit. But she didn't. She didn't like elaborate on that part. She yeah. just said she would love to go to the movies and go sit up in the top. So there were some things that were different, you know, that, but they didn't talk about it. Like now we want to share everything. And I hate that they didn't because there are so many things that you didn't know. They just didn't want to talk about it. It was a bad time for them. Not knowing that, you know, at this time now we we would want to embrace our past and our history. They just wanted to forget it because it wasn't pleasant. It was not fun. Mm-hmm. But I think the perspective has always been viewed as a a um, as a defeat as opposed to a triumph. Right. Yeah. As, that we sur- y'all survived all that. Well, not That's- only did we we survive. Um, Jason Reynolds said something. Um, we went to see him yesterday. He's a children's author, an incredible author. But mm-hmm. he said, "I am I am of the people who is not supposed to be able to read and write." Mm-hmm. That's right. Who were, it was illegal for us to do it. But you know the idea that I'm not supposed to be able to do that. You know, yes. I I am and, just and I am. A, 
freaking author. <laughs> Best-selling author. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there were them little Lexington women over there grinning behind him. Yes. I was like, mm. smiling all up at his face. Mm. But anyway, so somebody got some jungle fever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And so we're moving on. Um, there were some things, you know, when you were little, your parents used to tell you, like, don't sit too close to the TV to make you go blind or hurt your eyes. That is false. Um, okay, so I don't care I know. if it's false. Yes, but, it yes, and then the one I remember, like, don't go out with wet head or, like, right after you take a bath because your pores are open yeah. and you will get sick. Bacteria, germs, viruses make you sick. Not being open wet, pores. not open pores. Well, you know yes. what, though? Cause I, I believe that, too. That mom, they said after I had my children, I, I was literally... Probably they would have been two or three if mom and them had their way before I went back outside. But I always went outside with, with mm-hmm. wet port. Like, like I would take a shower and then and go, go outside. Go yes, outside. but you weren't yeah. supposed to do it because it would make you deathly ill. Yeah. Um, and then cracking your knuckles will give you arthritis. I believe that's False. true. I don't care. I still believe <laughs> well, it. Well, they indoctrinated us really good. They said that. Um, what And eating chocolate will break you out. Because I remember saying that you, they eat so much chocolate. Their faces just broke out. It's, that's not. It has nothing to <laughs> do with the price of tea in China. Mm-mm. Which means now I can eat all the chocolate I want. Yes. And the one that I found the funniest. And I've never had this experience. But if you were sprayed by a skunk. You know. We always heard where this said take a bath in tomato juice. That is not what you do. <laughs> and when you just smell like a skunk. And tomato juice. <laughs> That's what they show on television. That's what they show on television. That is you know false. we get a lot of information. We get it from TV, TV. yes, from the idiot box. <laughs> and which, and you know, I will, will, I love not the reality shows, but all the like CSIs and all that stuff. So I am a big fan of the idiot box. But anyway, but hydrogen peroxide, baking soda, and dish detergent, a mixture of that, rub that on you. And that's supposed to, you know, help you get rid of that smell. Well, good to yeah. know. Hopefully, we'll never be. Who high. knew? Okay, first of all, I don't see myself in any situation where it's between mm-hmm. me and the skull. <laughs> That's what I said. That was just a one that I read that was funny. And the, oh, this is another one too. Getting um, after you eat, as soon as you eat, you're not supposed to get into the pool. Yep. That's not a thing either. <laughs> um, the well, I don't care. I was reading that in some magazines, waiting in the doctor's office. And the lady was writing was kind of humorous, and she said, <laughs> "She said that's just like eat, eating your dinner and then can't go take a shower." <laughs> Yeah, this and she said she believes it was like some parents that just needed a little peace and quiet for a little bit, and they just told the kids, "Well, you gotta wait thirty minutes to get to the pool because you're gonna get a tummy ache." Wow, no, that was that was funny. So. Okay, let me be honest, I'm not stopping any of those. Uh-huh. I'm carrying on. I'm telling my daughter, "Stop cracking your knuckles. They're gonna be big and bulky. We're gonna say you can't eat. Uh-huh. You just say you got thirty minutes before you get in the pool. I'm perpetuating the oh, falsehood. Yes, yes. Well, everybody else did, you know. We got Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, all that good stuff. So yeah, well, there is a Santa Claus mm-hmm. and the Tooth Fairy, and the Tooth too. Fairy, yes, and Easter Bunny, yeah. Although I would want to be, if I had to be any, I definitely want to be the Tooth Fairy. There's no time off. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. So maybe, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, they do get a little break. Maybe Easter Bunny. I think if I had a choice. Yeah, because that's spring. Weather should be pretty nice. <laughs> and you don't have to make any sense. It's not no nice. Yeah. Not even nice. Not so yeah, everybody's getting a little something. Yeah. <laughs> so ain't love Easter Bunny. I had to be good. I went on no lot naughty list and that. I, I get my Easter candy regardless because I did do something real horrible. <laughs> but I still got Easter candy. So, but I, I, mean, I got nothing for Christmas, but I'm getting some for Easter. <laughs> okay. Well, y'all, it has been fun again. We're going to leave you. With these words um, from Buddha. From Buddha? Buddha, yes. Health is the greatest gift.
contentment, the greatest wealth, faithfulness, the best relationship. You know, I always say, say it twice. Health is the greatest gift, contentment, the greatest wealth, faithfulness, the best relationship. Oh. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Black power.